we are looking at um, the brain's immune response to HIV infection in the brain. Wow. And so that's what I like did my big dissertation on. And uh, just after that, like I played rugby to get rid of some like anger issues in grad school because grad school is just the worst place ever. Holy shit. <laughs> that's intense. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just started watching like concussions and head injuries. I was really fascinated by, you know, the fact that you could be a fully functioning, you know, normal human and then get hit in the head one day and your personality can completely change. And you have were you giving any of those concussions not to cut you off? But I like how you were like, and you know, I was just watching these guys, these people get the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> I um, mean, it's rugby, you know. so. <laughs> Dystopia tonight. Dystopia tonight. What's up? How are you? Hi, you guys. How are you? Good. Right. What's going on? I would actually, I'm really curious before okay. I describe like what my job is, what do you think I do? I think, <laughs> I think you cure the brain of bad habit. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. No, I I think, no, it's, it has something to do with your like nervous system and also um, like brain function, like uh, neurodivergent behavior and stuff like that too. Right. But you do it with more like I don't know. It's like a combination of two things, right? Isn't it yes. like nervous system stuff and maybe, and I don't know. I can't, I can't remember exactly what it is. Cause I'm a shitty host, uh, <laughs> but I know it has something, it's really cool. And it's something to do with those two things, right? Mm. Yes. So the two okay. words combined, you've got the neuro. So the brain right. and an immunologist. So I study the brain's immune system. Ah, uh, that okay. makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. how like neuroinflammation and when your brain gets inflamed and things like that and like traumatic brain injuries or like viral and bacterial infections of the brain that's my like fun Ooh. little specialty so see so this is interesting to me because we um have been talking a lot over the course of covid and over the you know last couple of years i guess i don't even know you know just about how covid's more like a neurological disorder than anything else and now i've been i read something recently and i don't remember where exactly it was may have been time i have no idea but they were talking about now at this point in the game, um, all the neurodivergent stuff and all the neurological shit is really, really starting to bubble up and come to the surface. Like for people who've had like the original COVID strain and then like now kind of jumping up. Um, oh, yeah. Is that stuff that you're like heavily involved in? Not heavily involved in that kind of research, uh, just due to like the safety level in the lab that I work in, mm. um, but just fascinated by it. So kind of my like rabbit hole side hobby uh, mm. is reading about like what's coming out with that and the really cool thing that they're starting to see um because early on in the infection or the infection and like the pandemic people weren't sure if we were actually seeing virus inside of the brain because it's oh, really wow. hard to test for something like that because you know spinal taps are incredibly invasive yeah. and painful you yeah. know it's not something we we do in lab for fun like there's a lot of hoops to jump through with that uh, and so the only time we'd be able to see that is at autopsy and at autopsy, they were you know taking brain samples and they weren't seeing virus. And they weren't sure if this is because like, hey, did the virus die off like quickly when the, the person died? Um, but now they're actually starting to think that one of the, the, the theories behind this neurological COVID that we're seeing is actually the brain and specifically um, 
the barrier between the blood and the cerebrospinal fluid that surrounds the brain is actually sensing inflammation in the periphery of the body. Holy shit. And sending the signal to the brain and the brain is actually freaking out on its own and causing more damage by itself. Wow. So it's not actually a virus directly attacking. It's an indirect consequence. And depending on where the inflammation in the brain occurs is the long COVID neurological deficits we're seeing. Hmm. Wow. That's so interesting, right? Yeah. So like, is there any just way like the body it? was creating that cytokine storm, right? Yep. Like it's yeah. similar. Very, very related to that, that it's sensing that much, like all the, the, the uh, pro-inflammatory markers in the blood and saying, oh my God, something's wrong in the body and sending that to the brain and the brain's just freaking out. And the cool, horrible thing about the brain is that if it senses damage, rather than trying to kind of repair it, like you'll see with the rest of the body, it kind of just says, hey, something's wrong, freaks out, kills areas around where it senses damage. Right. Like, it's yeah. like, I'll rather just like, you know, burn the bridges and then protect <laughs> the rest of it. Mm. And that might not actually be a good thing. So that's yeah. how does it tell leaning towards. Isn't when the brain does stuff like, like, um, Amelia Clark, I know just talked, I had like an article, I don't know if you read it about, um, she, um, she's like, she had like a bunch of aneurysms in her head, but her basically like, there's a lot of, uh, I'm sure there's other cases that, that are like this, but she's basically like, I sh probably shouldn't even be alive or able to function as well as I do. But my brain just like shifted, like shut off a bunch of lights in one part of her head and was like, we're just going to use all the power in this side. Like, would that work the same way with the COVID stuff? I mean, I guess it could. Um, that's a huge argument just in neuroscience in general, um, because we see it. We see it in children who've had like parts of their brains removed. Mm -hmm. um, we see them pick up function that we normally think on like the opposite side of our brain. They'll pick it up on the other if they're missing a you know, part of their hemispheres. And uh, so it happens. And we've talked about neuroplasticity all the time. And that's the concept of like, you know, learning new things and your brain making new connections and all that stuff. And so, you know, can't teach an old dog new tricks is probably not an accurate saying. Right. Yeah. So I'd imagine it's probably, I mean, the brain is also super cool that it can, you know, adjust and adapt as well, even though it is kind of like the overly anxious, like end of the world, <laughs> freak out yeah. on all the bridges kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But every now and then it'll pop up in those circles. Like if you follow that kind of shit, it'll just be like, yeah, your brain literally knows where every organ in your body is, but won't tell you kind of a thing. I always find that kind of shit hilarious and kind of fun to like think about where you're like, oh my God, I guess it kind of does because it runs it. Yeah. So like, but if you were like, oh, can you help? And it, it would just be like, no, I'm not going to tell you shit. My favorite is where like the one rabbit hole that I just like get stuck on is the concept that yes, all three of us are taught that this is what red looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But what if red is not what we all think red is? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild. And then I just like freak out. I, I can't wrap my head around it because like, uh, you know, with all the stuff from the J James Webb telescope coming in and they're like, yeah, no, no, no. We, we got these waves in and that's how it's like, cause everybody I know will be like, is it a colored? Like, how do we know what it looks like? I'm like, Oh, because of the waves. And they're like, and I just want to be like, but how do you know? <laughs> like, like it's, you're like, yeah, but it was what we would perceive. And I'm like, so only here we perceive it to be that color, but what about out there? And they're like, shut up. <laughs> or doesn't it bug you out when they say like, like when you start to go on such levels where it's like solid matter doesn't even exist. It is yeah, just yeah. our interpretation. I'm like, what? So Are you talking about that thing where they say like 
there's only a certain amount of like you could slam your hand against a desk or whatever and like like the only reason why it connects is because all the molecules like come together or whatever but like i think statistically there has to be a point where they could go through you ever heard about that I've heard it's a, the reason we feel things is not that like our atoms are touching. It's the opposing forces. The opposing force. Getting close to oh, each yeah. other. And that's right. what we're actually feeling. But I haven't thought about like the quantums of like if it crossed. I mean, yeah. I yeah. They're basically like at some point, if you did it, like it, there's a potential. I mean, it probably never, it's never happened. But they're basically like, yeah, theoretically, like the more times you did that or there should be like a, a, a point where like you'll a break point. It. Yeah. 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 We're like, there's a, there's a, I don't know what the number was, but they were like, there's a fraction of a chance that your hand should go through the object. And like the atom should go, like they should go that through That would each be other. awesome. Like I, I really wish we had somebody to like look that up real quick. And I could be like, no, but this is what it is. But it'll take me forever to find it. So it's we're just going to. It is horrifying. And I don't understand any of that kind of shit, but I'm fascinated by it. You know what I want to know too? And I, now this is, I'm just going to pick your brain about all this weird shit. You're going to be like, this is none of my, this is not what I do, guys. Um, and you can steer me back from this, but like when, like, can you actually see, like, if somebody does like a casket, like stuff like that, can you see trauma uh, or like parts of the, or like, um, you know what I mean? Like that, like, I don't, I can't think of what like I, a, like a broken bone on an x-ray. No, no, no. I mean like psychological, like, can you, can you see like, you know, over time, like if somebody were to study someone's brain over a life and be like, oh man, like. I mean, you could. We have functional okay. MRIs where we can actually measure activity in certain areas. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, they do that with like, uh, you know, ADHD studies and things like that, where you can see where different areas are activated. And I guess if you were, you know, you wanted to to put the money towards following one person for the rest of their life. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck picking which person and which trauma. Um, right. Like... I cracked a really awkward joke in class today. Like that was borderline dramatic. Like brain <laughs> <laughs> today. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess over time you could, I mean, they do see that and they'll see it with like depression too. You can see depression on. Well, that's what, yeah. Like that. So, I mean, yeah, depression is, can be related to trauma. So. Yeah. I don't know why I thought, why I picked the word trauma for randomly, but I have heard about the depression thing where you can yeah. tell like when somebody's not, but like, is there, but by identifying it, can you fix it or no? That's an excellent question. Um, and I guess it also depends on the kind of trauma and like, you know, are we talking emotional? Are we talking physical? Cause I mean, oh, I my know. lab works more in physical trauma to the brain. Sure. Um, but I guess too, like some of the studies they're talking about with like MDMA, I believe. And maybe one of the two of those that they're saying that if you take it, they're calling it, uh, I think they're calling it an empathogen. Yeah. It's basically a, it's a molecule that allegedly produces empathy per se, I guess. But basically, they're saying if you take it while you're thinking of a traumatic event, that it causes you to not respond to it as much, and therefore, it's potentially a treatment for PTSD. Is the last I kind right. of like loosely read about it, but okay, that kind of shit's wild to me. See, I would love to, but like, I think you have to. Can you volunteer for that shit? Because I'll just take yeah. a week off. Or yeah, clinicaltrials.gov. Really. Oh, I didn't know that. You yeah, you can go there. You can type in like any disorder you want or condition or whatever and like put in your stats. Like, are they recruiting healthy? Are they recruiting men? Are they recruiting women? Are they recruiting whatever? You can type in things like just go on and list your entire family history. And then like wow. they'll give you all the studies and you can even search like in your zip code. Do you get paid for it? Record. I was going to yeah. say, and you might make a little scratch. Honestly, <laughs> I got nothing to fucking lose. I'll take a week off of doing this. I <laughs> volunteered for a study in New Orleans. 
um, Tulane was doing one where they were looking at gut microbiome oh, and bone density. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in order to measure your gut microbiome, wow, you had to poop in a cup. Yep. <laughs> I've seen that wow. web video though years ago on the internet. I think two <laughs> girls did the study. Yeah, it was... that was what started it. That was the moment they were like, <laughs> "This is what we're studying." <laughs> that trauma produced this study. So um, I've been doing it over here for free. I know you. Free. I know seriously, <laughs> Tom actually. <laughs> That's our after show. If you want to stick around, um, it's pretty great. We're doing real good. Um, <laughs> Funds the Patreon, keeps us on the air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the fans want what they want. True. I can't help it. Um, the gut biome thing is interesting because the, the, I didn't realize until I was having problems with my own for like year, for for like I don't know, like 2013, and like uh, it really is. It's like one of those things where like I would like Google it, like research it, and then I'd be like, no one's studying this. No one. <laughs> right. Am I crazy? There are lots of people studying the gut. They're linking it to all kinds of things now. Um, Everything, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. It has a tremendous like impact mood. on the brain. Yeah, exactly. It's a, I mean, they, call they it say brain. like 90% of serotonin in your body loosely is produced by bacteria in your gut. Right. Wow. So there's definitely that mind-gut connection, too. Well, and like just fucking organisms that are working around the clock that we don't see. And they, they have their own little ecosystem. And... Sometimes, you know, there's like a Homer Simpson character who's like not paying attention to the nuclear plant in your fucking gut. And he's like, you know, I don't know, think about donuts or some shit. This is a, the worst. I'm going to stick with it. The worst analogy ever. But I'm going with it. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that there's not a whole lot that people know about it because. I don't know. People don't care. It's not like like literally like I remember going to the doctor a couple times. And if they're not like a specialist, I mean, I know that happens a lot, but like literally they were just like. Yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you. You're old. And I was only like 28 at the time when this was happening. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean I'm old? They're like, yeah, you know, your body changes. You're just going to have to deal with it now. And it's like, oh, my God, that sucks. Yeah. Um, did they find it? Did you find out what like what you were looking for when you did the study? I have no idea. Um, I was huh. not involved in like the research side of it. I was just volunteering like to make money in grad school. And uh, eventually, apparently, they you know, they published their results and like you know, oh, okay. you, I mean, when you sign up for clinical trials, you can at least see who the, the principal investigator or PI is on the study. You can, you know, Google them later and see what they've published, you know, since you sent your sample in and just see what happens. I mean, it's usually de-identified data, so you don't know, like, which sample right. is worse. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? Like, I don't know why, but I just pictured, like, you in a room. And I know that the results don't happen that fast, but I literally just picture like you in a room, like doing the thing or whatever. And then the doctors walk out and you just hear them like, holy fuck. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> and they're like, anyway, thanks for coming in. You're like, no, what was the, what was that? What are the uh, results? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Susan just dropped a bottle. It's fine. <laughs> She's not well. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you I don't want I, her in any more studies. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, just we cannot help her. Oh God, if we just have her in here. I'm gonna feel guilty not telling her. We can't have her back. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Um, uh, I don't know what to like. I, I don't know what to make of it because the more I look into it, and I realize like how much like it sucks because you know I feel like every generation has that thing, obviously, where they're like, oh, they're never gonna solve this particular problem in our time. That bothers me way more than it should because I really would like to be well um within the time frame that i'm alive you know what i mean like i feel like it's not fair so you know let your doctor buddies know i'm upset (laughs) all of my students i'm gonna go into class on friday and be like to my 55 students yeah john is upset (laughs) 
no context. John is upset. You got to do yeah. something about it. It's like he won't stop. Get on it. Me, please. Can you guys just <laughs> give him a placebo, something, tell him to fucking inject himself with something? Um, that's crazy, though. I didn't know you could just randomly volunteer for shit like that. Because I want anybody to be like, hey, we've got a thing that might make you a superhero. You want to take it? And I'd be like, yeah, immediately. I would take a Captain America serum. <laughs> like, they could kill you. I don't. It's it won't. You might <laughs> turn green. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Your dumb jacket won't fit anymore. But that's a that's something we could all afford to lose. Honestly, we're all a little tired looking at it. <laughs> would you do it, Tom? Would you take something? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. So, like, what would it be for? Like, am I going there? I don't know. For the greater good, is it going to cure like something tremendous? Maybe. Am I going to go there to make $20 to let them stick something in me? Probably not. 20 bucks. <laughs> so I mean, they do list why and like what it's for and what they oh. hope to find. So, you know, you could choose yeah. and they usually list how much compensation. So, you know, I'd be like, you're I, cancer, I, but you don't get paid or you get paid a lot and you poop in a cup. <laughs> That's a great question. I think I'd probably rather do a cancer and not get paid. But getting can I do both? Can I poop it a lot and get a lot of money and then go cure cancer on my own? Tom's <laughs> gonna go into the room for something completely different and then just also be like, and I guys just I just shit in a cup for you because I <laughs> you go. I did this because I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And now we're gonna I cure just cancer. figured you could use it. It's <laughs> like that's not you what go. we do here. Curing gut bio. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Wish you the best. On Jeff me. Goldblum just walks in. That is one big pile of shit. Uh, <laughs> you shit in that giant cup. I'm a philanthropist. <laughs> it's like, who <laughs> It's his fourth time in there. Well, can we stay <laughs> in Tom Cups? How many times? We're grateful for your service, but Jesus Christ, stop giving him cups. Oh man! So, but so now <laughs> back to serious topic. Now, I like what what made you go in in particular into this case and like into go like inflammatory like brain you know uh, stuff. Like, what is the thing that made you go like that's the one for me? What's a long story? I'll abbreviate. Great. I'll abbreviate. Um, I don't know if you know, but this is on the internet. <laughs> it's permanent. Everyone can find it. We talked oh, about oh, it for gotcha, the gotcha. first like twenty minutes. So I have to redeem myself. <laughs> Um, so I started out like wanting to be a doctor, um, mm -hmm. because I broke a bone, saw an x-ray, thought it was just the coolest thing ever that like, you could see inside you without like being inside you. Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay, cool. I want to, I want to be a doctor. Uh, and then that year, my grandfather was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so kind of watching like one of the most brilliant men I know slowly decay over time and like no one knew anything about it. It's like we know so much and yet we know so little and like we have so many treatments, right. but nothing actually works. Yeah. And kind of just watching that, I was like, I want to figure it out. And just kind of how my brain's always worked. It was like I was never happy with just getting the answer. Like I don't don't tell me the answer. I want to know how and why it works and figure it out that way. And so, you know, my question awesome. started deviating from med school, like, you know, rather than just telling me what to prescribe, I want to know how and why this works. And so I ended up deviating to a PhD and how those guys work. Like you pick your topic. And I started out in biomedical sciences, which is a broad, like it covers cell bio, biochemistry, like all these different things. And it just so happened the lab that I joined to, to do my thesis project and my dissertation um, was an immunology lab. And so you know, you pick up all the techniques from that. Uh, and then that first professor left 
uh, for a different job. So I joined a neuro lab and he, the second professor found a way to combine my projects. Like we were looking at um, the brain's immune response to HIV infection in the brain. Wow. And so that's what I like did my big dissertation on. And uh, just after that, like I played rugby to get rid of some like anger issues in grad school because grad school is just the worst place ever. Holy shit. <laughs> that's intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, just started watching like concussions and head injuries. I was really fascinated by, you know, the fact that you could be a fully functioning, you know, normal human and then get hit in the head one day and your personality can completely change. And you have were you giving any of those concussions not to cut you off? But I like how you were like, and you know, I was just watching these guys, these people get the shit kicked out of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's rugby, you know. so it happens. <laughs> I mean, it great. was two parts giving shit and getting shit. So, you know, gotcha. it balance out. Like that's, you know, crooked yeah. nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't even, I would, didn't even notice. <laughs> a couple of nice rugby hits. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got you. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I think it's really, especially when they're linking so much of these like head hits and head trauma and traumatic brain injuries and PTSD and uh, CTE with football players, you know, it's all seemed yeah. to be related to, you know, this head trauma that I was like, I really want to know how and why, like, it's such a limited area. There's X number of cell types in the brain. Like we are, you know, and all these different, you know, markers and stuff. How do we not know what's going on and how are we not able to treat it and prevent it and why are we still seeing damage down the line um so that's kind of you know what i do now what my lab is really focused on so long story short i do some cool Super stuff interesting yeah that is yeah. really interesting it's funny because like i started out when all right so when i was way younger i wanted to well, first when i was a little kid i wanted to be a doctor i don't know why then it went into i wanted to be a football player because i was playing football i break my leg right whatever i lose my scholarship to a d1 end up working in like physical therapy. So then I was going to be a therapist and TBI like was, I was all about it. Right. Cause it was the same idea. You could see somebody go from like perfectly functioning, almost like bedridden back to a functioning adult because you could see the brain like heal and mend itself. And it was crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I was going towards that. And then my life totally shifted because I started making more money than the therapist with my entertainment company. So then I went into entertainment and never looked back at it. Sorry. So the philanthropy and money thing is always weighed back and forth with me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I totally dig like, uh, like I also had a grandmother who, who was, um, had like a form of dementia, not total Alzheimer's, but form of dementia. So I watched like two different grandparents that I was really close to one was healthy as a bull physically, but mentally like, got ravaged by dementia then my grandfather was like totally there mentally but then his body was totally failing so it was an interesting i feel so much like i want to know so much more i give you a lot of credit because i don't think i'd be able to do the schooling to yeah. wade through it all it's a lot we of trauma yeah we should be thanking both of you for not going the deep blue sea route and experimenting on sharks <laughs> i mean I'm petrified of sharks so that was Are worth you? the reference I um, want to go. I want to go uh, like diving with sharks in South Africa. I want to do that. That's you think you're going to be one of those do. dudes that pushes the nose of the shark away real quick. Like you've seen those uh, videos where they're like, "Oh, this is what you do," and I'm like, "I don't have those huevos." Yeah, I know, that. right? <laughs> they make it look way easier, I think, than it probably. You know, I mean, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's not a big deal." Like it, they can be redirected easily, and I'm like, "To another ocean?" <laughs> <laughs> not, how many times am I doing this before someone yanks me up in a metal crate? Oh like man! Fucking Richard Dreyfus style, you know. <laughs> Again, a reference nobody gives a shit about. Uh, not you guys, but just in general out there. You know what? Richard Dreyfus's kids care about that reference. I'm sure they do. Yeah, 
That, I think that's they watch. why I do it. Actually, that's why I do the show for Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> People ask me why I do this and why I'm in entertainment, and I say Richard Dreyfus's kids <laughs> are out the reason there. why. It might be listening. Um, so that's crazy, though, that like you decided to do that because of. So, are do you feel like? I mean, like it's got to be. Would you do this if you didn't get paid? That's one of the things I like to know about. You would. This is something that you're that passionate about. If you, they were like. You got to do this shit for free. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I cool. over, I mean, I work more hours than I'm paid for anyway, just because this is my, this is what I love. This is what, I mean, I want to make a difference. Right. I think life is futile. I think mm. I'm in the nihilism party now, but it's like. Me too. I have to give some meaning to the, to the world. And like, I'd rather give back mm -hmm. um, and everything's pointless anyway. So, you know. Do you flip not? back between the everything's pointless being really dark, dark days of everything's pointless to then it goes, does that 180 where you're like, everything's pointless. But then you're like, eh, everything's pointless. It was pretty great. I saw a dog. It's a great day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where it's like the one thing where you're like, oh, it's not so bad. I had a starburst, you know, or maybe not that, but you know, something good, like, you know, it's, it's made your day or whatever. It's nice. Um, the, uh, how do you divvy your time up between like, cause we were just talking about totally different stuff out of your field, but I know you're in, I know I've seen your posts. Like, I know you're interested and you like reading that kind of shit, but like, you're still heavily involved in like learning about obviously your own field and doing all that kind of stuff. How do you split your time? Like, when do you get time to rest? Do you give your brain a break? Does it, you know, what do you do? Well, you guys joked earlier about 80, 20, I'm 80% caffeine. <laughs> 20% functioning human being. Love it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's, I, I, I mean, I don't really rest. I, I will be honest that I'm very big on, you know, per, like promoting mental health and wellness and taking care of yourself. And, and we do know that, you know, getting enough sleep and taking time to decompress is beneficial in the long run for your body. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to burn out. I'm like, I might be dead now, but I have so much caffeine in my body. My cells are just moving anyway. Um, just in time so, for Halloween. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to be the type of person who can't retire. Like I'm, they're just going to find me dead at my desk at 90 years old. Oh, totally. Just, yeah. I have, I mean, it's just, I'm fascinated by it. I need to know. And I'm really interested in what we do. And so and we got some really cool data out now that I think is like really, you know, pushing forward too. but like in science uh, to be able to do any kind of research, you need money. Right. unfortunately and that's like funding to to buy you know equipment and supplies and stuff like that and that stuff is super expensive uh and so like it's constantly in my free time writing grants and like training students and teaching and doing all this stuff so there's really no free time um the other question might be hard to answer that i'm curious about but um what's the what's the percent like so you're getting all this new information all the time you're reviewing peer-reviewed documents and stuff like that like i know there's in science, especially, but in your, your field, it must be like this where there's you're making some headway and then it's maybe is it like two steps back kind of a thing? Or do you find it? It's a lot different. The gap between like the progress you're hoping to make with something and then also finding out, fuck, you know, we have more questions and we're farther that you know what I mean? Like, how do you manage that kind of day or, or information? I think I'm pretty lucky that a lot of the students that I have that work with me uh, do a really good job kind of keeping me on track. Oh, nice. Uh, so, I mean, there are days when I just go down a rabbit hole and I'm like, excited about all these ideas and then they'll bounce them back with me. But then I've got some who are like in my lab and really level headed. And it's like, Hey, like these are great ideas, but like this, you know, let's get back on track a little. Um, let's get this done. And I, I think that help, like, it helps to have other people in my lab who are like, uh, I think one of them quoted that I had too many minds. And then you oh. like, 
focus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's too many things going on upstairs. Uh, and so it's, it's narrow it down and bring it back, which is nice, I think. Um, That's a great way to describe it, though. Too many minds is a very nice way. I mean, of... I call it, I just have all the internet browsers open. Like there's, yeah, every tab. there's Microsoft Edge and Google Chrome and I got Firefox somewhere and there's music playing from one of them and I don't know which one it is. Right. <laughs> Napster and Internet Explorer are still running even though they've been closed down for years. You're like, this is brutal. I don't know. There's a blockbuster <laughs> playing something. I yeah. <laughs> the last blockbuster is inside you. It's inside all of us. Um, I didn't know you had, see, like, I think recently you've been, because I know you've always been posting about mental health stuff and I think, I don't know how we wound up connecting actually Susanna. Susanna. oh Susanna that's right yes she's amazing she is um amazing. yeah yes yeah she's There's fucking no awesome. word. like she's the epitome you open a dictionary amazing Susanna it's like yeah I know seriously she fucking crushes it 24 7 um she's actually coming out to New York in November I'm so fucking excited that's because awesome. yeah because she's always asking me when I'm gonna come out to San Francisco and it's not like like I'm like any soon any day now any day and it's just like never <laughs> But then she was just like, yeah, I have a, a thing going on in New York and I'll be there. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. So we're going to make some uh, shit happen. But yeah, she's yeah, she's fucking awesome. Crushes it again. But like the the um, I noticed you were posting more so about the ADHD stuff, which I don't know if I've just have you been doing it more than usual because or have I just been more aware of it since Tom and I have been like deep diving into. Yeah. Our, yeah. We had um this guy on. I think, you know, I think we talked about it. Edward Holloway. He was like um or is it it's ned or ed like he goes by one of the other depending <laughs> i'm not kidding like i know i know i said it like i don't remember his name it's either ned or ed or fred or um no but it's it's ned like uh i think on his book cover but like on his tiktok it's ed and i don't fucking know right um and uh but he um it, there's no point to this this is what this is why i fucking hate i don't know what's going on with me tonight um but uh too many tabs, right? That's going to be the name of this. I was going to call the name of this episode. I wrote 80% coffee, 20% functioning human, but I might call it too many tabs. Or um, just like semicolon. Or colon. Oh, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Great. Yeah, both. Yeah, this is why you're a professor. Um, so, uh, but he's like the, we had him on like a year ago or so, and he just has written like 20 something books on. He's a, um, uh, his ADHD, but he's also like a neurodivergent specialist and all their stuff. And, he came on for like two seconds and I was like, Oh, I've never been diagnosed. And I'm like, but I'm not sure. And he's like, you have it. Oh yeah. I was already going to say like two minutes ago. I was like, okay, I'm not a medical doctor. So I can't, <laughs> it's not legal medical advice. Like, right. me. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, I've kind of always, I mean, I've had it for as long as, I mean, I've had it since I was born pretty much. Uh, the, the nice and women tend to not get diagnosed with it as much because we tend to wow. not present it like males. Oh, okay. Um, male children tend to have like the hyperactive bouncing off the walls, you know, mm -hmm. classic attention deficit. They say women mask more, which is where we like try to fit in with standards better. Uh, um, fuck that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely uh, agree. Um, yeah, I presented this classic. So since I was a kid, they kind of always knew. Okay. But I think I post more just because I think there are so many people out there who don't realize they have it or don't think they can get that far. And so I've had some people message me. And it's like, Hey, like you mentioned, you have this. And like, how are you a professor? Like, how are you functioning? I'm not functioning for one. Like, <laughs> How are you functioning doing all of this? And so it's like, right. I think I'll be, you know, honest and talk about it. Cause like, I struggle with it constantly. Um, so my I mean, friend and I were just talking about the twice exceptional thing with ADD. Um, because what I, I never like, I'm, I'm not one of the, I don't know why I don't actually 
I don't know. I don't post about it that often. And I don't know if it's like a, a subconsciously like a stigma thing where because I'd rather, you know, I act the way I do and people just think I'm because you know, it, maybe it is a stigma thing. I don't know. I usually don't give a shit, but I do feel like, you know what? I've had it probably since I was a kid. No one ever bothered to give a fuck, like which I'm kind of glad because I feel like if anybody put me on, you know, I wouldn't have been able to develop the coping mechanisms I had by force, basically, and then become who not that i'm great by the way but like it's like i'm like become hey, this become yeah, yeah become <laughs> kids how could you become all of it and they're like please stop um there's a it's too much um but uh yeah it's weird like i don't talk about it as much but i agree that like it is if i meet somebody else who kind of says that they've got i'm like oh man how are you like i like to jump in and like trying to you know, figure it out together, see how they're coping with it or how they handle it and shit. It's interesting. You're not coping with it. That makes you feel better. Agreed. We got memes and that's <laughs> the best. Yeah, exactly. Self-medicate you... with memes. What does your shirt say? Oh, it says... Do you know what's funny? Somebody in the audience... To listen to science. Oh, that is a beautiful shirt. Thank you. One that more time. Fun. What does it say? And now is the time to listen to science. Yeah, and it's got a spotlight on a mic. That is a fucking awesome shirt. I'm super jealous. Yeah. It was the from the AAAS American Associate or Academy for the Association of Science or something. Wow. Three oh A's God. and an S is science. That's so good. Oh, I love it. What did you say? Uh, did you pop something up, Tom? I missed it. Oh, I said that is actually what one of our listeners, Jackie, asked. She was like, Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I just noticed it kept like popping up and I was like, yeah, and, and, like, yeah. what? Like, it's kind of like an alien spaceship though. Like if I duck down. There's yeah. a it duck does. Down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, totally. Yeah. It's, it was an act. Well, we were talking about prevention strategies um, for illness and disease in my mm. microbiology class today. So I was like, wore this because one of the big ways you can prevent is with vaccination. So I was like, let's talk. I'm the Miss Frizzle of science t-shirts. Oh, nice. <laughs> Not dresses. It's t-shirts, so like all yeah. like a bunch of nerdy ones upstairs. Like yeah, the modern nematodes. Oh. <laughs> That's so great. So, oh my god, see, I need not, so now. I just want to see all like your entire. If I could move the camera, I could. I'm not gonna. I would. I would. There's a shit because then it's like a lot of effort, and I'm already having a bad day. But there's like a shit ton of just t-shirts, graphic tees. That's I'm I'm made of graphic tees. So I, anytime I see something fucking cool, I'm like always secretly jealous, but. Um, what is, I was going to ask you another thing about, um, do you, do you have any, like you subscribe to the idea that you can literally like trick your brain or train your brain out of, um, certain things that maybe people find the need to medicate for? I mean, I think you can, I definitely think it's easier with medication, sure. um, but I didn't like, I, I never took ADHD meds growing up because I never wanted, like I, I was in the stigma like group that like, I didn't want to, you know, people to think that I wasn't smart enough on my own. Right. I'm already really hard on myself and I didn't want people to be like, oh yeah, you only got your PhD because you took Adderall all the time. And I was like, so I mm -hmm. didn't, I was like, I refuse, like I got prescribed it and never picked it up and never took it. Oh, wow. was like, Hey, I'm going to do this on my own. So no one can turn around and be like, you're a dumbass. I mean, I am a dumbass, but like <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't turn around and tell me that like, I didn't deserve it, that I like right. I actually worked hard for it. And so, you know, I struggled a long time doing that, but there's just so much stuff that like, I ended up hurting myself more by not because like okay. one thing people don't realize is ADHD is also emotional dysregulation. Mm -hmm. You know, your brain is chaos and, and it's like you get onto this idea and what if it's a negative idea and then you're just hyper-focusing and spiraling on it. And it's like, you know, the difference with me, if I take Adderall, like I'm not, you know, 
super smart, like, you know, typing at the, the virtual, right. party, at the computer, like all these different things, um, you know, getting so much stuff done. It's just, I'm, I'm calm and I'm better able to tell myself like, oh, hey, I see you're kind of like thinking like, you awkwardly smiled at that person an hour ago and you're still dwelling <laughs> on the fact that you're like, holy crap, I smiled too big. They think I'm weird and I'm just letting that derail my whole day. Yeah. And like, you know, if I'm taking out or something, I'd be like, no, Elizabeth, you're a dumbass. Like, who the fuck cares? They're not even thinking about that now. Like, right. Whatever. And so it's better, like, I'm better able to be like, talk to myself and say, hey, like, not necessary, not important. Like, you're spiraling. Don't do it. <laughs> so nice. It's, it's a hard thing like, to manage. It has like an opposite effect if you do. Like, I definitely feel like my wife said to me all the time, like, she's like, I could see your ADHD. Like, she could see me go through it, like, bump around to different things where I'm like, I'm really talking about something, then my mind just clicks out to the next thing. But isn't it weird that if we take Adderall, it like calms us out, right? And then other people take it to get like that amphetamine feel, right? Which somebody said to me the other day, they're like, they're like Adderall is just like a microdosing meth. Like, that's what you're really doing to yourself. Right. And that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you take it long enough and in high enough doses, you can have symptoms of, you know, methamphetamine addiction. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it's a thing. But, like, it is – I think one of my favorite ones, like, when I'm – like, this is an unofficial diagnosis because I'm not a medical doctor. But, like, my two favorite ways of asking and, like, figuring out someone has ADHD. Like, Mm. what happens to you when you drink coffee? Most of them are like, you know, I could go right to sleep, drink a, you know, (laughs) overdose caffeine. Yeah, right. You're self-medicating because stimulants kind of have the opposite effect with people with ADHD. And the other one I ask is like, if I were to give you a random object, like where's a blue paper clip in your room right now, John? You could be like, it's under the dresser in the back corner behind the dust bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, this baseball card from when I was 13 (laughs) and like you can and then like how you talk like literally asking for some random object you know exactly where it is yeah in this random chaos i think those are like my two favorite like unofficial diagnostic criteria of adhd right I that's pretty it. great i want to turn my camera around because that's how my my desk is crazy but yep. like if you're like where is this i'm like Andrea, what are you talking about it's like, the only reason like, why this background is blurred because this room is a goddamn disaster but i know where everything is and it's I just your look. disaster yes yeah absolutely yeah 100 percent and yeah, like, so you get, have... like super frustrated if someone like just moves it an inch. You're like, but in my head, yeah. that one sticky note is like behind the fridge. Dude, <laughs> I had to, I had somebody, exactly. I had somebody coming over because I had to work on like the, the setup and everything like that. And I, but I had um, all these pile of notes and some of them were like bit ideas and, and, you know, premises and stuff. Some were shit left over from the podcast or title stuff or whatever the hell it was. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to move all this shit, but I need to. So I literally just kept them in the piles they were in and reassessed them on a day just so I had them in the same order. And then it was like, why don't you just throw this away? I'm like, don't fucking touch a thing. Like if you need me to move it, I'll move it. It's weird. It's a, it's the depression thing that was interesting though, because I wish I'd known like, you know what I mean? Like that, that was like a, that I don't, I think I used to joke around about potentially like having it and never, never took it seriously. But it is funny that you say like when I was like at my worst, it was because everything that happened all at once had just been exacerbated by like that. If I can't find a window, it's basically like, you know, not having any flotation devices left when you're in a, you're just like, holy shit. Like everything just kind of sank and you're just floating by yourself. So like, that's what it was. I was like, oh, I'll just swim over to the, nope. I'll just go over to nope. And then it was just like the same kind of repetitive shit over and over again. Yeah. And you have a hard time. It's, it's the, they call it executive dysfunction. It's that frontal lobe 
which like controls higher level thinking is, is having a hard time regulating your amygdala, which yeah. controls emotion and, and rage and things like that. It's just a hard time. Just, I mean, that's a little thing. People call it the lazy disease, but it's not <laughs> lazy. Like you just can't start something and you don't know why you can't start something. And like, it's just so emotionally draining and people don't realize just how physically like you sit there all day and do nothing. Yep. You've already burned so much energy, like trying to force yourself just to do something. Right. So I'm food motivated. So I like bribe myself. Like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, if I do this, I'll go eat a cookie and then I do the thing because I really want the cookie. So I have different activities that I'll do stuff like that with. Like I do go to like, if I don't want to go to the gym, I go to the gym and I tell myself I'll get to have a protein shake afterwards. So like peanut butter, I'll be like, Oh, I can do that. And I'll have yeah. that. And then, um, but like I will. So like when I edit these episodes, I was having a, I don't one I don't like, uh, listening to me and someone's like, join the club. Um, but they don't have to, <laughs> but they, but like, I really don't like, it's very like a thing. Like I was doing it, you know, just sitting there watching, like trying to edit or whatever, but it was driving me crazy. So now I will play a video game on mute and listen, uh, in the background. And then when I hear something I need, I just pause, cut it and, and then re re, you know, or if like there's a glitch or somebody pauses and I love that because I can play the game and I, and then the hour goes by quicker and, um, you know, but I can't do that with everything. Yeah. I think people joke when they're like, well, how are you so productive? It's because I'm doing 400 things at the same time. It's not at the same time. It's like, I do one until I get bored, move yep. to the next one. And just it's 400 things throughout the day that I just right. keep rapidly cycling through. And eventually I finish them. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you get people who get annoyed when you're on your phone and they're like, you're not listening to me. And you're like, Oh, but I am <laughs> like, like I'm like texting and people are like, I need you to lock eyes with me. And I'm like, I, I but I, I hear you. I swear to God, I fucking hear you. <laughs> like I, yeah. but I'm doing this other thing too. Yes. Or I always look around. Like I'm always like, if I'm out to dinner with you, I'm watching and listening to every conversation in the room, but I'm still here. Like I'm still with you. Mm -hmm. It's just, my brain is like, it pops around everywhere where I'm like, Oh, why are they arguing over that? What's this kid talking about? And it's so crazy. It's Tom's like, also from Staten Island, so he's always worried he's going to get Tony Soprano. So he's always like, I got to sit by the door. And I think I told you this story before. We were, I think you wife, have. Yeah, my wife hates when I'm always like, I'm not paying attention. Like, I'm not invested in the conversation. But we were in Montreal. We're out drinking for a hockey game or something. And uh, she, I grab her all of a sudden. And I just lift her up and put her to the other side of me, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody, as they're coming over, throws up right on her seat, like dead on it. Bang! I saw, I saw the entire instance play out in my head. And does your brain work? I want to know the both of you. Does your brain work like this? In my head, I have an idea. And then it turns into a spider web of, well, if that happens, this will happen. If that happens, this will happen. If this happens, that'll happen. If that, and it's all happening like this, right? And then it goes. So anyway, so like, I was like, see, I was like, you're mad at me, but I was watching that bartender make them flatliners, like pour the shot with uh, Tabasco sauce in it. And then I saw him bring it across. I saw them take it. I saw the girl go, mm -mm. that's when I moved her. Sick. Wow. Yeah. That's your super. I mean, ADHD is your superpower. Yeah, I think so too. Right, I feel that way. You mean your wife? Hopefully, thinks so. I mean, you saved her from. Oh yeah, it, it, <laughs> she totally forgave me from then on. Like about my uh, paying attention around me. I don't yeah. think it's bad. I just feel like I, I, I want to know everything that's happening all at once. Like I'm like a knowledge, uh, like hoarder. Like I, I want to hoard knowledge for some reason. There's a there's a lot of things I do, and you guys probably do the same thing too. And sometimes I wish I could tell people what I'm doing so they understand like the effort I'm putting into this conversation or friendship or whatever it is. Yeah. And, but, but, it, but I do like, so like if I am having, 
don't know if there's a lot of thoughts going on at the same time. And I start to ramble and like run off a thing in front of somebody. And I notice they're having a slower time processing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing too much. I'm saying too much. I will then acknowledge it's happening so that they feel like, Oh fuck, thank God they get it. And then I get, and I feel like that acknowledgement and joke gives them the distance to go. I could dismiss everything you just said. Cause I was half paying attention or I can, I feel comfortable enough to know that. Okay. And I'll go through it. But I don't ever say that that's why I made the joke. Like I just do it because I don't want to lose, you know, that conversation to this person, but it's like a thing I have to be aware of. And I don't know if you guys do the same shit. Yeah. yeah. When I lecture. Oh, when you, oh okay. Yeah. Wow. Do you yeah, ever feel I, like the other person doesn't get you? Like, like somebody that has a different thought process is just like this person. Like, what are you and I to can tell see me, their Tom? frustration. Yeah. No, I think that's why me and you get along. because we, no, we, like, we could go, we could sit down and have these conversations and they bounce everywhere where I think other people I'm friends with or family with will be like, can't stay focused. Like you don't have Same. a, yeah, you can't stay in the line here. I'm like, life's not made as a line. You know what's great about the three of us right now in this conversation? By the end of this, we're going to be like, do you guys just feel like you're better than other people? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm convinced like ADHD people find each other because yeah. we function well together. We get mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, we're better than everybody else. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I complain. It is. It is a weird. It's a weird fucking thing. And you do kind of glue. I, you know, people. It's just so crazy. Like my friends and I. Like I, I feel like one of the, here's here's what's happening now. Too many uh, things going on. So one of the things that I think is interesting about the uh, um, Adderall shit, right? Is like I don't. I think at this point there's no real reason for me to go into whatever. But I do find it interesting that in my head I'm like, you know, if I did do that. How would it damage my uh, my ability to be on stage? Which I don't. I know that's a fucked up way to think about it, but it's not affecting my life in a way that I need to do anything about it. But I also know that, like, you know, sometimes I think the way I think when I'm on stage, it works really well with the pre-written material that's existed, and then my ability to take whatever's in the moment and and process it. Right. So I don't want to lose that, and I don't know if the medicate. Like, I I don't know if I decided to do it. I don't think you, I don't think it it should. So my solution is again. I, I finally started taking uh, meds after a long time, just because like I'm, I'm tired of fighting with myself. Mm. Um, but what I ended up deciding with, with my doctor, I take a child's dose every other day. Oh wow! Okay. Because sometimes just having that one dose is enough. And especially, I mean, you guys are older. You've survived with this for long <laughs> enough. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that hurt, dagger. <laughs> <laughs> We're not teenagers. <laughs> right, right, right. No, um, you're right, you're right. We have our successful coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just taking it for that one day gives me that one day of super productive, like I'm focused, I'm just, I'm calm. I'm right. Calm. And when I'm calm, I'm able to better prioritize what I need to do. Yeah. Get things done in, in, a, in a good way. I tend to sleep better too on those days. And then when I've had a good night's sleep, the next day just automatically goes better for me. So I don't need to medicate. And then wow. there's no risk of like habit forming with me. And it's just like, it's enough just for me to say, Hey, like this gives me that tiny little boost just to, to calm, you know, calm myself down and prioritize what I need to do. And it just, it keeps me kind of on track. And I, I don't find that it's like, maybe I talk a little bit slower when I take it, but not by much. Okay. And the rambling and jumping kind of sporadically all over, all over the place is a little bit less, but it doesn't, I think, affect my delivery of my lectures. Not that it's mm. stand up comedy, um, right. But I'm still kind of on it. And if anything, it gives me that that calmness that I need to like be confident in myself. And then I think I do better overall. So it could be a perception thing entirely. And like, oh, damn. I'm delusional. Um, <laughs> but 
it would be interesting to try it once for science, you know. I you yeah. literally just may have sold me on the idea of giving it a shot because that was like also just saying that I might get sleep would be lovely. I have not mm. slept like well in I can't fucking remember. Like me, I think maybe the last time was when I they put me under um when I was getting a thing. That's a good that's a good 20 25 minutes when they're when they're giving you like a thing and you're just like, oh that's this good stuff. Um, Colonoscopy but, and you just oh, yeah, yeah. That was back to poop. Or back to poop. It was it was an endoscopy, but yeah, it was eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sooner or later. If you go deep <laughs> enough with that scope. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, guys, just go keep going. I'll be fine. All the way. I'm a champ. <laughs> uh <laughs> i feel nothing um yeah but it's true like i i was like the, the sleeping thing like cause I, I used to take like benadryl or whatever when i needed when i it's fine just fucking keep going <laughs> <laughs> uh don't leave any of these tabs open when you leave here but <laughs> that's it don't drive that thing alone you know <laughs> You don't want them popping up. Your husband's going to be like, what the fuck did you do this evening? <laughs> this is not cool. Oh, God. Tears. Do you feel um, like when you're when you're on stage doing comedy, John, or when you're or, or Beth, when you're on, when you're giving a lecture? Because I feel like when I like have the mic in my hand and I'm in front of people, I'm very like I'm Zen. Like I'm in that moment. Same mm -hmm. thing when I'm playing poker. Like there's certain moments that all my other happening just zones out. Yeah. Do you feel like that happens when you're in those positions? 50-50. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had moments where, like, I definitely know, like, maybe, like, when I started, like, where I was I was too all over the place. I always think of it as, do you remember KB Toys? Do you remember that toy store when you yeah. were a kid? They always had that ball in the window that would expand yeah. and then contract. That is how I always think of, like, my the way it, the way it works a little bit i didn't even want to say add again because i was just like i don't want too many people. but like it is like it's one of those things where i'm like oh okay like sometimes i'm the ball expanding and i can see everything and i'm connecting all the dots but for those moments when i'm on stage i can bring it in for a certain amount of time and i can hold it there and get the job i need done and still kind of contract and expand or whatever and, and play a little bit um, somebody's gonna make a gif out of me doing this. It's gonna be really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like holding on it. Um, really wish I hadn't done that. Uh, <laughs> control alt delete. Screenshot. Um, yeah. <laughs> I already did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like that's the way I think of it in moments like that where I'm like, okay, I can re I can bring it in for a certain amount of time, and that's probably just through dealing, living with it, and like knowing I needed to have moments where I'm like, okay, I need to fucking. Well, that's also called the hyper focus. And you see that with ADHD where they'll, they'll call it like high definition ADHD where it's like for a moment, you're just like on oh, your wow. A game and it happens randomly. I mean, I guess for you, you have a pattern to it. So it, sure. I guess happens when there's a mic in your phone, mine's 50, 50, who knows, but if it happens, take advantage of it. Yes. Like it's a great, it's a sweet spot in your brain to be like, I am a fucking God and I am crushing it right now. And then when it ends, you're like, you, you're like, I blacked out. What happened? Did we do good? Did we <laughs> did the team win? I was, I was uh, floating on a cloud there. You're like Frank the tank in old school when he does his routine. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us are coming up with killer fucking references lately. This is a good, everyone's got it. We're on it. Um, yeah, it's, but that's the, that's the thing that interests me when you're doing your lectures and stuff though, like how, like do your students um i can't imagine what their notes must look like like you know what i mean like because 
yeah, that's got to be awesome, though, because I feel like I would love a teacher that really kind of I think I must have. I had teachers that I never thought to ask if they had ADHD, but there was some I loved and they were they were talkative. They were like the information that they were giving me was like I was like, I'm absorbing everything like, you know, whatever. So are they, yeah. do you have students that are like right on your same pathway? Uh, I've got a couple who've like come up and said, hey, I have ADHD and I can tell you have it too. Like day one. Gosh. <laughs> um, and then you have others who if you can tell are very overwhelmed because I do well in, in, in like analogies and examples. And I'll be going through this really dense microbiology lectures. Hmm. There will be random memes and like side stories and side quests and like, you know, yeah. trying to put it into clinical relevance for them. And I just see them looking there and just like, and they'll be like, is this example on the exam? Oh, <laughs> I'm like their first exam is a week and a half from now. So like, they're mm. already just kind of like, ah. so I feel like sometimes it overwhelms them. I think once they take the first exam, they realize like, it's just, these are random stories that I drop because I feel like anecdotal evidence and like clinical right. examples of what I'm describing on a PowerPoint might help it stick for someone in the audience. Mm. Um, yeah. I'll send you, I'll send you both a lecture recording so you can see. Please. Um, That'd be great. We'll do the one with the onesies. Oh my God. Can I attend one of your, oh yes. Oh, that absolutely. Would be... absolutely. Oh, that'd be fucking sick. I would do that in a heartbeat. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm in Indianapolis. <laughs> um, well, no, I meant like virtually, but all right. She's like, yeah, if you drive to me. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to New York, but you can come here. <laughs> See you on Friday. 3 p.m. I'll teach the class. I'm just going to be in there with like one other student who also forgot. I'm like, hey, I thought. Um, <laughs> The, the other thing is too, is like, so do you, knowing that you know you have ADHD, do you teach your class in a way um, that might be beneficial to people? Because, so, okay, I'll give you an example. I, I always wonder what would have happened if people had given a shit a little bit more when I was in school, any any level of schooling, I guess. You know what I mean? And I understand that there's like, you know, 30 to whatever, how many kids in a particular classroom, it's hard to do whatever. But I don't know what the damage would be. I always thought of it this way. I don't think kids would have given a shit if they were academically prone to be good at what they do. I think they would just function as is. I think they would just be like, you know, I don't know that they would be jealous if anybody was getting preferential treatment to just help them be better and not like any easier, but they're like, okay, this is how this person learns. Right. But I know that that's the, the way that um, most schools kind of function is like, no, he's got to learn the same way we do whatever. Cause like one of my friends has a kid who's got ADHD in, in his high school class and he teaches art. And he's like, you know, I'll turn around and like every time he's standing up at another table talking to his friends or talking to somebody else or seeing what everybody else is doing. And he was like, and it, it kind of drives, you know, it's like, I don't know what to do with him or whatever. And I was like, and he's not getting his work done. And I was like, well, whatever it is that you're doing, I was like, why not, like, I was like, why don't you just leave a project for him or something that he needs to do at each person's table? If he's standing up and doing it anyway, make sure he's getting something done. But when he goes to the table, he's got to fill this thing out while he's talking to people or whatever. And then he's got to do the next thing. And he was like, that's actually a really good idea. Um, and I don't know if he actually implemented it, but I, he was also wondering like, oh, if I do that for him though, am I going to have to? I'm like, who, ca who would care? You know, like if they're doing, if they're doing their work and they're enjoying it, I don't see why it would matter. We have the two groups of people. You have the ones who said, like, I've gone through this. It was hell. You have to go through it, too. And right. Then you have the ones who were like, hey, I went through this. It was hell. I don't want anyone to ever have to go through that again. Right. Uh, and I, I think I fall more in that second party. Like, I mean, I'm still held. I teach it in medical school. So I'm still held to standards sure. of what is expected of me to teach. But the other cool thing about it, I teach it in osteopathic medical school, not 
an allopathic, which is an MD. Um, mm. Osteopathic medicine also focuses a lot, like, and, and MDs are moving that way too, but they, they look at the total person. Sure. It's more holistic. Um, and like they even learn, it's like a mixture kind of like a chiropractic with MD. Like they also okay. learn like osteopathic manipulative medicine, which is, you know, massage wow. and pressure points and things like that. Um, and so they really do value mental health at the school that I'm at. And they've got mm. a lot of resources available, which I think is fantastic. Awesome. Um, but like, I like to include things in my lectures at the very beginning to like lighten the mood up of like, you know, tips and tricks I've done with ADHD or like a link to my favorite med you know, guided meditation or whatever. Mm. Um, because like, even if I can't directly one-on-one -on -one work with the students per se, like it also depends on if they want to come to me and ask for help. Um, you know, I, I, my favorite study technique is called the Pomodoro technique where it's like 25 minutes of focus, five minute break. And you like said, Hey, I'm gonna do three tasks. So 25 minutes of one, five minute break, 25 minutes, the next five minute break, so on and so forth. And then once you've completed all three tasks, you get like a 30 minute break. Hmm. And you put like, you know, things that are going to motivate you to, to get to those points, like a cookie in that five minute break or whatever. And then like an episode of new girl or the office or something when I get to the end of it. Um, and that, you know, whether you're ADHD or not, I think it's still a very valid method. And just, you know, kind of talking about it at the end of the class is also a reminder to them of like, Hey, you know, prioritize myself. There are better ways of doing it than just like sitting at my computer and studying for six hours straight. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I try to be understanding about it. That's cool. That's awesome. I didn't know about that method. I might get like, I have like, I think I have similar stuff, but nothing that like, re like, are you guilt motivated? No. Oh. Um, I, I know I said that but I'm, I've burned. Well, mm -hmm. no, I'm guilt motivated if it's for, so this is what I used to do with a buddy of mine. If we were, uh, had like a project to do with somebody else, we would pair with a friend who we did not want to let down. So as, as distracted as I got, I, cause if it was just me, I'd be like, fuck it. I don't, you know, I didn't do it. And especially if, it's, it. if you're working with somebody else who you also know is like, you know, probably doing goofing off or whatever. But I, if, when I, when I, some, when I'm responsible for someone else's success or failure, I will bust my ass to do whatever it is. But if it's me sometimes, um, I will burn my own bridge with my with me at both ends with me in it in the middle. Well, the reason I asked about the guilt, so the one that gets me is, I mean, and this is not an ad, um, but there is an app called Forest where it's like you set a timer and it grows a tree during that timer. And if you use your phone for social media or Instagram, it asks you, do you want to kill this tree? And wow, I can't, great. it's an animated tree, but like I can't kill it. Right. But it mm, forces me guilt motivated to just keep focusing until the timer goes off. And then voila, I have this beautiful tree and you build a forest. That's really interesting. So it took advantage of the fact that I am very guilt motivated. And, and I maybe I only electronic trees. Wow. Well, like even like, so I, I have to try that. I don't know. Cause I feel like I do kind of anthropomorphize. Like, like I'm one of those people that like, if I walk into a store and I picked up, like I was looking for a gift for uh, my cousin, she's eight for her birthday. I picked up a stuffed animal. And then I was like, mm, I don't know. And then I realized it was the last of him. And my brain went, he's now he's alone. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I was like, no, it's ridiculous. It's fucking like, it's, it's not real, you know, whatever. But I just the eyes and the I didn't. It took a lot to walk out of that store. And I'm, you know, I'm, I think he's dead now. Yeah, like that stuffed animal killed itself. That yes, when, <laughs> it, just, it just it just slightly <laughs> fell off the shelf. So like the trauma, the neurological trauma of Toy Story. Mm. Yeah. This is what did this to all of us at Prime or like Brave Little Toaster? 
oh my god that movie fucked me up that yeah. messed me up yeah 100 <laughs> so that's where this you know this trauma yeah. came from of like this last teddy bear is crying on a shelf you have to go back and get it now like i feel bad you have to go so back and get it now. yeah it's crying I've, on a shelf by i've definitely bought stuff before like that like i've been like i don't need this but i don't i can't leave it right now it's it needs me and it, i'm you know maybe one day it'll come alive and i don't know but yeah nothing like that people are like he's crazy we're not watching this anymore uh <laughs> jackie says she always buys items in the store with imperfections because she thinks no one else will want them yes, oh. yes. Yeah. like a fucking stuffed dog with a, a fucked up ear or like a thread or like yeah i'm like oh that's so sad no one's gonna want this one or like an eye miss oh when something has an eye missing i'm like it's all right buddy i'll get you a ship we'll play <laughs> you can rule the seven the Isle of Misfit Toys. Yes. Oh, I'm like, see, that's a, that's another good one. Wow, there was a lot of toy movies. Do you think that was to get us to buy toys? Yep. <laughs> like, Island of Misfit Toys. To like, you're like, if you don't just buy to give this us shit, they're sad. Yeah, they're sad. That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Um, they did it to us. Thank you, Disney. Yeah, really. But I will do, like, so, like, um, when I was working out, doing stuff, like, back in the day, like, I was, you know, ridiculously good shape. But that was on my own, right? I, I fell into a pattern. Getting back into it now, I started like um, there's a, a guy we've had on the show is like a health and fitness advisor. I've known him for years. And when after the pandemic, I like called him and I was like, dude, you got to help me because I'm fucked. I cannot do something. But now that he checks in, it's such a weird thing. I don't like more than like there's days I definitely don't want to go. And I know I wouldn't if I didn't know he's going to ask me tomorrow. Yeah. And that's like and it's such a weird thing where i don't know why i don't care about letting my where i'm like yeah i'm not fucking like i don't want to go but i'll go ah he went to the trouble of putting something together <laughs> like you need accountability like yeah. you need that other person to be like i think that's why dystopia took so well with me and you because we're both like we have somebody else that's like i don't want to let this other person down yes and if it was just you'd be like eh, i'll get to it oh man they would <laughs> so never like, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and now there's other people involved so we both are like fuck yeah now we got to really do, you know, something. Lock in and get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, so met, you mentioned that. Sorry, go ahead, Tom. No, go ahead. I was going to say it's so interesting, like, to watch, uh, to uh, to talk to other people who have a very, like, could, they yeah. could see, like, your weird vi your weird vision. I feel like a lot of other people look at like, I don't see this. I don't see what you're seeing. I'm like, no, you don't see it. Like, it's vivid to me. Yeah. But to everyone else, I'm like, no, they got nothing on it. So it's interesting to be able to associate and then. Have discussions with other people that see it the same way. Sometimes you think you're crazy. Don't you think you're crazy sometimes? Like, I'm like, of course. Yeah, so but weird. isn't it like the, the Captain Jack Sparrow quote? It's like, but I know I'm crazy, therefore I'm not crazy. Yeah, I think about that yeah. all the fucking yes. time. Where I like, I, you, you, that's how I counter. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh no, 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 it's fine. I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, so I must be all right. I once yeah. thought I was a psychopath. I'm not, but like, <laughs> <laughs> there was this brief moment in grad school where I was like, I wonder if I'm a psychopath. Yep. And I was in there taking quizzes online to tell me how like I scored on the psychopathy scale. And the postdoc behind me turned and I was like, dude, like if you're this worried and concerned that you're a psychopath, you're probably not a psychopath. Right. <laughs> I I think about some things like that too, where I like I know how I figure out how to work a room full of people to make it so I'm like I know I'm extroverted, but I have an extroversion where I don't know. I remember Heather Heather, we have a friend who's um uh, what what is her specialty again? She is. She's a she's a youngian. She's. I know she does like youngian stuff, but I know. I mean, I mean Elizabeth. I just like how you guys just are like, yeah, yeah. One friend, and you're like immediately, yes, I know that. 
she's an epidemiologist is what she is right but she's also she also teaches that young like she teaches a course in in um Jungian psychology doesn't she yeah and she's okay. she's very big into personality types personality like types. ENFP and yeah yeah which what? I am an ENFP and blah, blah, blah. Hey, what are you? but I'm, I'm an ENFP I'm an ENTP well then I fluctuate and then I'm on my period and I'm like emotional so ENFP <laughs> <laughs> all up to it Oh, no, it's so great. No, I just like you quiz twice and you were like, I'm going to take it while I'm doing this. Cause, um, <laughs> yeah, but I know, like, we talked about it because, like, I know I'm an extrovert, but I also, whatever, I don't know what it's called or how she explained it, but basically, like, during the pandemic, I was, I figured out, like, my extroversion was not like, oh my God, if I don't get in front of people immediately, I just figured out how to be extroverted within the parameter that I, and within the box that I was in. Um, so that was whatever I dealt with. Um, but like when I think about like going into party or work in a room or figuring out like everybody's dynamics or whatever, and like you ever see like there's two groups of people and they have a diff both have a different opinion of you, and you're like there's no real point in me pushing back, and not even a negative one. Let's say they're but they're like your but they one person thinks you're this, the other person thinks you're that or whatever, and I'm like there's no point in pushing back on either of them. I'm just gonna try to work both in my advantage. And then have this conversation with somebody else who doesn't know me yet. Because one person's like, oh, he's just like, and I'm like, not quite. And the other person's like, oh, they're just like this. And you're like, I'm meeting this person for the first time. Can we calm it down? You know, and then you have to manage that thing. And then I'm like, who thinks this much and this quickly about interactions? But I'm doing all that while I'm like holding a beer. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, you're trying to figure out the dynamic. And it's also probably ADHD, figuring out how you fit. Yes, in this piece. But I always wonder if everybody else does that or they're just like, I want to go home. <laughs> I'm always into a conversation. So I'm always like, if you have a certain stance, I always like take the opposites in the discussion. But it's not so because rich. I'm the opposite. So so many people will be like, oh, politics. The, yeah, they'll think I'm on the so opposite side of them. Yeah. Oh. That's the devil's advocate the ENTP. Fun fact. So take the quiz tonight and then let me know. I'm right. Oh, I might have to take it again. I might nice. have to take it again. Yeah, I have to. You know what else I thought I had? I thought I, I thought I was on the spectrum because I fell in love with that show on the love on the spectrum, and I'm like, I get these people, I get it, I get it. Tom just saw everybody getting on a bus to get ice cream, and he was like, I think I might be on the spectrum. I think I, I, I want to get on that bus. Get ice cream. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for saying that, but it's a fun thing. It's nice. You get on yeah. Swear to God, my wife, she's like, she's like, you're not. Look at how social you are. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm telling you, I get what I get the thought process. I see it. Like I totally like. Right, right. It's so clear. It's so so clear. Yeah, but yeah. But overlaps with ADHD. Fun fact. So yeah, does it? So it totally oh, makes yeah. sense. That um, totally makes sense to me. Like some of the masking behaviors they see with it, and and being unsure of yourself in social situations, but wanting social situations and kind of trying to figure out that weird dynamic. Um, yeah. Plus, they talk about like hypersensitivity in certain times, like sounds. Um, oh, really? Like chewing can set you off at certain people. Like, there's different sounds. Chewing drives me nuts. Chew like other people chewing, and I probably chew horribly. I can't like I need to put the TV on, music on. They're like, oh, you can't just sit and talk. I'm like, no, no, no. It it's does drive him nuts because I occasionally would like where before a show would start. <laughs> I'm like just finishing like a tot or whatever it is. And he's like, you, you eating? You having a good time over there? Because he's in a mic. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. I, like, I, I don't like eating alone. So I not that I don't, I don't like, like eating alone, alone. But if I'm eating, I like when somebody else is eating. 
Just with headphones in. <laughs> now tell me I don't belong on the show. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> this will be better. Oh my god. Uh, but it, it overlaps, so it makes yeah. sense why totally you might relate to some of that. Yeah, we see so. It's I don't know. Like I dig the fact that I think so much more. Sometimes I get. Do you ever get jealous of other people who are very like stupid? I wouldn't say stupid, but yeah. content. No, yeah. By the end of the show, we're gonna think we're like the bee's knees. <laughs> I love that saying, the bee's knees. I use it's a that great all the thing. Time. The bee's knees, kid. <laughs> Can I imagine people saying with a transatlantic accent. <laughs> I like it. I dig it. Um. Yeah. No. I env- I envy people like that who can like walk around eating a bag of Skittles and not be thinking they can get to get a cavity. Like just enjoying that bag, and they're not like twenty four seven. Like, oh my god, what am I doing to myself? This is sugar. How many calories are in this? Am I gonna get a cavity? This is gonna be weird. If I bite down really hard, is this gonna come out? Like, and and I just see them enjoying their fucking life. Yeah. No regard. Zero regard. But at the same time, I do enjoy like when I'm on stage and I think of something off the cuff and I do laugh at it. I think people like I've had people ask like. You know, my God, like that's, did you just think of that? But I'm like, yeah. And like, you don't understand. It pops into my brain and I say it and I'm also hearing it for the very first time. <laughs> like, so, so, <laughs> so yes, of course I think it's funny <laughs> because I didn't know that was going to be there. Yeah. Yep. Came yeah, out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, we are getting to the end of the show. I told you I'd only keep you for an hour. I kept you for an hour and 12. I could keep going. We can keep going. I don't care. What do you think? You want to go home? And you are home. This, this, yeah, is, this is exactly what Judd does. He, because <laughs> I do it because I, I assume no one wants to be here. <laughs> That's my assumption, is, is that everybody needs to leave. Um, and I... All right, like, I'm done. <laughs> just slowly starts closing the laptop. I'm like, wait. Bye. Um... <laughs> But I do have to ask you three questions. So it's up to you. Like, I have a couple more questions for you. I can, I can totally hang out. I'm, yeah, I'm not lecturing tomorrow. Never letting you go. So okay. this is <laughs> unlike fucking Kate Winslet, um, who... Two people could fit on that fucking door. Okay, thank you. She just wasn't into him. I knew that. <laughs> flips the laptop. That's a great way to get rid of somebody. <laughs> you're like, he's like, is there any room at all? And you're like, I wish I could, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah also jacks i imagine him whispering to her like just if you want to break out with me it's fine <laughs> like just let me on the door you're 26 <laughs> years <that>. old <laughs> i love that the people in those kind of movies though have no sense of value like she just takes that thing that could put her grandchildren's grandchildren through college and tosses it in the fu- not even a second thought nope. like i would have been like who could this help doesn't matter just fucking my traumatic brain injury research. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Supplies, lab, like pipette tips are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's an edited scene to that, or um, or one that they cut out where uh, what's his name? Who's dead now? The guy from um, Big Love, uh, not Bill, um, not Bill Paxton, but pa- you know. Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman is Independence Day, yes. the one and only president, and then uh, Bill Paxton is the one from the Mormon show. Um, yeah, may he rest in peace. No, uh, but there's a he is dead, but um, he uh, yeah, they did the edited scene. Was he was like, Can I just hold it once? and she lets him hold it, and I was like, Right hook, you know, like just like, like, I, <laughs> I was like, Is that in there at all? But now he like holds it once and then gives it back to her, and then she chucks it. But man, I would have been like, Are you fucking crazy? 
Like, are you out of your right. mind? I thought you were about to reference like the Britney Spears "Oops, I Did It Again" scene cut into it. But didn't the old lady drop it into the ocean? Oh my god! I <laughs> forgot about that, that is how Titanic ended. That is hilarious. I completely forgot about that. There's a rush of memory just came back. That lives in my head rent free. <laughs> Britney Spears oh, is some great. like space astronaut who went down into the ocean. Yeah. And now you know she's just living her life, posting nudes. Um, and apparently, you know what I love is that the generation that made it like normal to post to just like again, it's our generation, like that. Just like we were the ones who like started sending nudes and all that shit. But she's doing it, and now people are like, "You shouldn't be like all like people who are younger. Like you shouldn't be putting." It's like, what do you want her to do? <laughs> Stop like like let her live her fucking life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's insane. Like how could you be that judgy? You guys do it all the time. Like that's why Snapchat was invented. Are you crazy? Anyway. And she just recently got emancipated from her parents. What? This is the girl. Oh, lives. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like let her fucking do whatever she wants to do. Jesus Christ. Um, so going back to a thing that you said earlier, and I gotta know. So you you were talking about, do you feel like because you said something about uh chiropractic, right? Or no? Yes, chiropractic. Stuff. Chiropractic stuff. Let me ask you this. Somebody recommended that I go to one. I just, I, I think it's a complete and total pseudoscience. Is it not? Like, I understand it helps. Like, I have friends who go to it. If it's something that makes you feel good, I get it. But it doesn't actually work, right? Like, it's not fixing anything, is it? Heavily debated depending on who you talk to. Okay. Um, I don't know if I want to go down this rabbit hole. Um, it's If you don't want to, it's totally fine. I'm not going to. But also, to point out, Tom froze, and it's hilarious because he looks slightly, <laughs> slightly <laughs> confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's no enjoying the chiropractic thing a little <laughs> too much in that one scene. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, that is that is the. And he's like, ooh, I can't wait to. This is great. So there's, there's mixed data. So that we do okay. know that physical touch. An extended period, like they say, you know, hug someone you love for like 30 seconds a day because oh, yeah. it can lower your blood pressure and boosts endorphins and oxytocin, these feel-good hormones and dopamine. Sure. We know that. It's possible that some of the things we're experiencing, you know, like getting a massage feels good. It's possible yeah. that what we're experiencing is dopamine and oxytocin from, you know, massage, you know, contact and physical connection with another human being. Hmm. I'm not so sure I believe all of the stuff about like the cracking and things like, I, I don't know enough to make a form. Oh, we lost him entirely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the greatest thing is that you're explaining this very serious thing and he's also popping in and out with the same, like, <laughs> I don't believe right. this is leaving. So I'm not really sure about the, the cracking per se, but then anecdotally, I've also, you know, had someone crack my neck. It's like, also feels like, you know, it feels significantly better. So like, sure. don't know enough to know that but i do know at least with like the physical touch okay that for sure does boost feel good hormones and i mean again if they're not charging you an arm and a leg like i'm kind of again in that party that like as long as someone's not making unnecessary claims and taking right. advantage of people with you know cancer and saying like the only way you can get better is if you do this and you know give us all of your money right you know i i, I mean if it's not that expensive you can afford it and it doesn't hurt you right do you feel about like who cares what you do like just don't hurt other people nice i agree i do like the way you explained it there though like that makes sense to me with the physical touch and feeling better and all that stuff it was literally like i i've um tears in my rotator cuff and uh but it was a doc like my doctor was like you can go to a physical therapist or i can recommend you a chiropractor and i thought 
well, I don't like you now. Like, why would you? But like, but you know, the ones that can do both too. Like the, the one chiropractor I really did like down in New Orleans. Like he did a mixture of sports med with. So like they did oh. you know, crack my back and stuff. But like at the same time too, I was doing exercises every day, like for stretching my shoulder, where you're like, you know, okay, fingers oh, up the wall and stretching it. Like, yeah, and so what? I'm sorry. That's an awesome tattoo. I did not. Thank you. Oh, it holy glows in the dark too. No way. Yes. Oh gosh, I have a black. Okay, can I leave to go get my black? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's really cool. I have to show yeah. you. Guys. Um, you you were hilariously frozen. I saw it. I, you can hear me speaking. I guess I don't know. I'm so. Oh no, I couldn't hear. Yeah. So I was Wait. talking while I was frozen. There. Oh, my God. oh yeah, no, it was. Um, oh my God, this is so awesome. No, you can kind of. Nope, it's not going to show. Oh, but I can. It shows better on Instagram. I'll show you guys. Does like, it? All right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I can. Um, There's guns, totally by the way. Holy it. shit. I got to start totally hitting my gym. Um, that is an, that's awesome, though. It's an astrocyte. They're in your brain. Yeah. Pardon? It's an astrocyte. <laughs> it's one of the brain's immune cells. I have a brain tattoo on my shoulder. Oh, that's so sick. And then really an astrocyte on my bicep. So the joke is, like, I, when I lecture in the neuro block, I don't even have to have a PowerPoint slide. I can just be like, okay, we're going to talk about <laughs> frontal lobe today, you guys. Like, really take notes. You know, occipital back here. Let's talk about astrocytes. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta love you. You can show out your physical fitness too at the same time. You're like, all right, guys, let me just uh, real quick. Well, I got a trainer so I can like really pop the bicep up. So I'm like, <sighs> very nice. Yeah. Fucking very nice. I'm just how much of a comic book nerd I am when I saw that on your tattoo on your arm. I was like, oh, dude, that's the thing from Doctor Strange, the Shumagora thing. And you would have been like, I'm glad I didn't say it out loud, even though I just did. But like, I'm <laughs> glad I let you say your smart shit first. And then I was like, nerd. But also, I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, it kind of looks like, like the little octopus thing that you have below tonight. So, oh, oh. yes. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. That's our fearless. That's Emily English, is our artist who does um, all the artwork that you see for it. So. That is Indeed. Shout out like she is fantastic. <laughs> Tom's like, shout out to Emily. Don't freeze again. <laughs> I'm um, trying not to. I, hold on. I wanted to get back on as you were talking about chiropractors and science. What do you think about like Reiki massage and that type of oh. thing? Because I think energy definitely plays. A, I, I don't know. I'm out I, of this one. Really? You oh, don't yeah. think energy can have some sort of healing property? I don't know. No. None. Like with rocks? No, no, it's no, crazy when they run their hands over you, like, and they, like. I mean, I guess if you believe in it, then it probably does something. I don't yeah. know. Placebo effects are things. Like, they had I... favorite examples of the placebo effect. There was a woman who had lupus. And mm. lupus is a lot of, like, medications that you have to take. And so they did a cool experiment yeah. with her where they tried to overwhelm her senses. So I think she, like, pinched herself while smelling her favorite perfume while also drinking cod liver oil every single time she took her medication to the point where she could just like pinch herself, like smell rose perfume and take cod liver oil and her body's immune system responded as if she had just taken her lupus medication. That's wow. really cool. That's so insane. the body's cool. I don't know yeah. if I know body enough. I, I wouldn't believe in it. So it wouldn't do anything for me. Um, it's like hypnotism. I don't believe in it. So Can't it wouldn't have an effect on me, but if you believe in it, more than likely you're gonna have yeah that, so See, that's my thing is long-term stuff right like i understand like momentary you know like like the chiropractic thing i understand to a certain extent i don't like when somebody tries to do something where they're like yeah long-term you know whatever it is then it just winds up getting worse like i like i understand momentary fixes i understand you know going you to like a knot in your arm like we yeah. do putting pressure on it will release the muscle over time it's exactly release yeah we know this part it's just i just don't know if the crack, like if the cracking actually, like I don't know. And I think they were, well, the, were trying to measure that and see if the like the actual cracking of the back 
did anything, but it might just release dopamine again heavily. Right. Yeah. That is interesting. I mean, if it actually proved to be like, but the Reiki stuff, um, uh, I want to, I, I know she's not watching, but uh, one of my friends does that. And it absolutely, I'm such a piece of shit because like I, she's, she's very smart. I know she does therapy stuff. And then um, I'm, oh God, I'm such an ass. She's, I know she's not watching, but it doesn't, but I, but I'm just going to share that. Like I, but I don't believe in it whatsoever. And I'm always with her um in her therapy sessions when she's doing this thing she's talking about it until she's like and then we did a reiki session and ev you know everybody said they felt like i'm like i can't get on board with it the reiki is like you know like you play some fucking weird music um blink 182 no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> but like but like you know what i mean like do some shit or whatever and then you like run your hands just over the outside of somebody and i you know, I always feel bad for people who do that long term because I honestly, I don't know. I don't you know. Mean, if you believe in it, yeah. If you believe that it will work, I mean, there is the potential that it is working on you if you believe in it. And so, if you don't believe in it, then probably not going to work. Probably not worth spending the money on it. I mean, I also think you should probably try everything at least once and just, I mean, just to say you did. You know, what's, yeah, yeah. As long as it's not like an arm and a leg expensive, like what's the worst it's gonna do? Sure. Yeah, but not even not even via cost. I'm thinking like, all right, so like there is so much like meditation and yoga. There is so much medical benefit to it that a lot of people write off like, oh, you can't change it by thought process and thinking. But I think that's untrue. I think no, I you can you change me. your thoughts if you do enough as a habit over time. Yeah. You know, deep breathing, they show that. But I mean, also, too, with deep breathing, it's you're bringing more oxygen into the body. Yeah. Right. You need oxygen to function. Um, you know, it does slow your heart rate over time if you're doing controlled breathing. So, like, there's probably a multifaceted way it could potentially help too. And I guess believing in it as well yeah. um, can make a difference. But I mean, try it. Right. See. I mean, I don't necessarily believe in it. I just feel like I would I prefer a massage it. personally. Like, I really like get in there deep. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Don't title the sorry. Get in, in there, deep. That's what she That's said. Don't show. title the, the presentation that. I personally would prefer a massage over you know someone just like that. Just is like energy like, massage. Like, yeah. like touch me. Don't just yeah yeah. You know. No, I get it. Wait. We're cutting just that part out, by the way. Just you yelling at us. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "What was this episode about?" Holy shit! That's gonna be the clip. The yeah, the just the clip. That... There's poop in the beginning. There's getting there. <laughs> just go on. You started talking about shitting in a cup, and then you're screaming <laughs> at them to touch her by the end of it. It was a weird night. It was a weird fucking night. Um, but yeah, no, I feel you. I like. I agree. Like to a certain extent. Like I do. Like you know, when stuff makes people feel good, that's fine. Like, but even like. I wish I believed in stuff like hypnotism because I see I've been to shows where people are, you know, they get stuff done to them or, you know, like you can hypnotize somebody off a of smoke or whatever it is. But I always feel like there's got to be like it's either just a weird temporary fix or maybe they're like way too, you know, they just convince themselves that it works and it doesn't really like there's so right. many layers to that shit that I don't feel I, I don't know. I, I don't like you yourself that it works and it works. So it's again that belief right. system that like, and more than likely the people who yeah. quit smoking, you know, probably secretly deep down, they really wanted it to work and they really right. believe in it. And that was just enough for them to get over whatever hurdles they had to get past that. Do you think it's dangerous though? If then like, cause I always think like, okay, like, okay, great. That helped that person or whatever. But I feel pe like people take it to a weird 
place where they think it applies to everything and that's how they run their lives and then they build like a I don't know. I don't want to say like a religion. They're not off responsible it. for things. Like they believe it's just external. Yeah. Like without, cause what, okay, let's, let, let's, here's my example of that. Right. They get over something and then they relapse and they get back into it. Right. And then I don't, you know what I mean? Like, but they like, they go back to it and then because it doesn't work the same, like they're like, Oh, I've got to do this thing again. And it's like, no, like now it's not, you know what I mean? And then it breaks them down even more because they're like, okay. fuck, it's me. This thing's not working. And that worked before I got to give it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like I would rather ho try to help people figure it out logically. I don't know. Whatever. But I'll give you the flip side of that coin, right? Yeah. So now, all right. I'm told we're totally going to have you back on in uh, in a couple months from now because every year we we do MS fundraising because my wife has MS, right? Mm -hmm. Which is totally like neuroimmunology. Oh yeah. But for years, doctor like medical doctors would be like, diet doesn't have anything to do with it. Diet doesn't have anything to do with it. Diet doesn't have anything to do with it. And other people were preaching, change your diet, do this, do that. Now that all this gut bacteria stuff is really coming to light, they're like, diet is tremendous. Right. <laughs> but we people would write it off as like, you have no idea what you're talking about with, the, with diet. They didn't know the scientific triggers and why it was changing them. Well, there's the other, what gets me the most in science, and I feel really bad when I'm lecturing the medical students, because like I tell them, it's like, okay, I'm going to teach you what the textbook and boards expect you to know. Yeah. But every human is different. Mm -hmm. and you never know when you're going to get someone where it's like, you know, this is the textbook case of chicken pox, but you get the one person who does not look like the textbook case because yeah. every physical body is different. Right. And every yeah. mind is different. And so there's just so much variability that we don't account for. Um, and again, I mean, just in general, and that's the reason why I do like also osteopathic uh, practices, they do really emphasize, you know, diet, exercise. Like, yes, there's still medical doctors. They will still prescribe blood pressure treatments for you. Like if you show up and your blood pressure is through the roof and you're at like risk of a heart attack, Oh yeah, by all means, you're going on all the drugs. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're like, okay, let's sit down. Like, how stressed are you? Like, are you right. smoking? Are you eating like, you know, T-bone, 36 ounce T-bone steaks every day and like washing it down with Budweiser and that's it. Like, let's talk about ways that we can actually make you healthy in the long run. And we do know, yeah. you know, proper vitamins, getting sunshine, like getting the right amount of sleep is super important. Sorry, John. I know. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I suck at that right now. I'm, it's, I know it's going to, it's bumming me out. Yeah, we're going to yeah. die sooner. So it's cool. I, but you're living more. That's what I always used to say. Cause I'd always slept very, very little. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get an extra six hours a night, great. You live three more years than me. I'm but worrying, I'm worrying more. That yeah. 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 The, the sleep thing I know, like I've been reading more about sleep and for some reason it's been popping up in my, in my social media streams too. Like where like literally they're like, yeah, if you don't get like, you're killing off certain brain cells, we're not getting enough sleep and you're actually ruining shit. And I'm like, fuck like i i know this now like you know what i mean like i cannot like i can't do like what i like i used to be able to like two hours of sleep maybe one or whatever and then function obviously i know i'm getting older so like you can't do that kind of shit yeah. but like it still messes me up because <clears throat> like knowing it and knowing i'm screwing up is terrible it's not like i'm worried when i can't sleep i just get to a point where i'm working on stuff and then i'm tired and i will literally fall asleep wherever i am and then like for whatever reason it's am 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah, 2 2 30. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm like, oh, I should drag my ass to bed. And then instead, I fight it like an idiot and go, I'm just gonna get a few more things done. Then I lie in bed and it's not happening. Well, so ADHD is also linked with delayed sleep phase disorder, where our peak sleep time is 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. So I was like 2 a.m. and you're like, yeah. And I was like, uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's me. 
And I will get up at like like that like 10, 11 o'clock. Like if or you didn't have an alarm clock and your body was just you were just allowed and like you know no societal expectations to be at work at nine a.m. What would be your normal circadian rhythm? And for Absolutely. me, it would also be two a.m. to ten a.m. is one hundred percent. I can function like that, like no problem. That's my I love that point. Yeah, sorry. We're yeah. Well then, all right. Well then, you know what? We'll just <laughs> joint funeral. Um, you know, money cost money. saving. Hundred. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We're just gonna. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> one big cream. Just shove us all in the auto plane. <laughs> Light us up together. I'm either gonna be a tree, or I want to be shot into space, or I want to be, like to be shot under into space. a tree. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Perfect. If anybody in like I don't know, like I hope I live for a while. But like anybody sees a tree with like ridiculous hit, like that's like just leaves that are not <laughs> functioning properly and all over. The- Very it's low me. hanging apples. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Little crab apples. <laughs> oh my god! We're gonna be invited back now. It's cool. No, no, no. You're coming. You're staying on forever now. Now you're never leaving. You're on. We'll trap you in that box. Um, <laughs> What the fuck was I going to say? I don't remember now. I got distracted with the crab apples. Uh, <laughs> oh, the tree thing. Yeah, the tree thing is fucking cool as shit. That was it. I had nothing. I just got excited by trees. Uh, you know what? Uh, I changed my my sleep pad. <laughs> so I had to get one of those machines that you put on to breathe at night because I had, I was waking up 56 times in an hour. Right, So I never got a real sleep. Wow. And I feel legitimately like I'm 20 again. It's crazy. Like it's my body... I fell asleep on the couch the next day. I came in from work late, didn't want to wake my wife, so I passed out on the couch. I woke up. I felt like I was a 1,000 years old. I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. My body hurts. I'm like, how did I do this every day of my life Yeah. until I don't feel well. That is wrong. I should just leave it at that. I don't feel <laughs> <laughs> I should say that every half hour of it. I don't feel well. Everyone's like. Have you pooped in a cup lately? <laughs> <laughs> was it S-shaped? I'm trying to just. Oh my! Wait, but no. If it's S-shape, it has to be like that Superman like logo we all drew <laughs> ten years ago. Um, it means hope, guys. Uh, <laughs> anybody see that movie? Uh, yeah, it's the you know the bad one, the Snyder one. Um, yeah, the uh, the sleep thing fucks me up. Like I, I I definitely don't feel well. Like I don't even like like even if I take a nap, I don't feel good after the nap anymore. I I'm like. And in the morning when I wake up, it feels like somebody's holding my face, <laughs> like it down. I'm like, oh no, I gotta figure this out. Um, That's all right, it. you're welcome. Thank you. Um, I want I want to thank you for being on. I gotta ask you the three big questions that we ask every guest on the show. So get fucking ready. Um, <laughs> I should t- I should do that for every guest? Get fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What? She's like, I want to show you this one tattoo real quick. <laughs> Where's she going? I think that was just your middle finger. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Is it hot? Um, so first one is a softball question, but we love it. Uh, if you go back in time and talk to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give yourself to help you today? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have no idea. All right. Like, I guess just keep going. It'll be okay. Okay. Embrace what, being a weirdo now. That's a good one. I like embrace worse. being a weirdo. Well, what age would you go back and talk to yourself? Because I feel like people don't really think about it enough. Because if you go back when you're seven, you're scaring the shit out of yourself. Like, they're not going to listen because you're going to be shaking this kid. Like, don't be afraid to be weird. She's going to be like, 
<laughs> joining a well, convent. I, mean, I, always, I liked being the weirdo when I was a kid. Like, I didn't mind it as much. I think. Yeah. I, so I'm from New Orleans originally, and I went through Katrina. And so I probably would have gone mm. to that period of my life. So I was 13 uh, okay. and probably would have gone back and provided some reassurance that everything would have been okay. Oh, nice. That's crazy. You went through Katrina, and I went through – well, you were a kid then, but I went through Sandy, Hurricane Sandy, and my parents lost their house, and I was in an apartment complex that didn't have – like, it's crazy. I can't believe you went through two fucking you – know, you don't get often get two people in a room who experience two of the worst fucking natural disasters – yeah, um, and the anniversary of both of them is recently because Sandy's soon and Katrina was yeah. just yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, Sandy's coming up. And actually, it's I just looked at the weather today because um, I'm old and that's what you do now. Um, <laughs> I just This is the part of the show where we talk about the weather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're under 18, it's time to close your laptops. <laughs> Go to bed, kids. <laughs> see, you're older, so you talk about the weather. But when you get really old, you start talking about obituaries. That's the uh, progression of the news you talk about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> who got a nice one? Who didn't get mentioned? Um, yeah. So, but like, I there's two major fucking there's two like gigantic hurricanes that might hit the East Coast at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, there's a couple. I mean, we're at the peak season, like August yeah. to September. Totally. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna blow. Um, so mm, see what you did there. <laughs> Good. That is what I did there. Um, but there's a, but what uh, so next question um what had to end in your life good or bad that led you to where you are today wait what had to end in my life yep. what had to end yeah oh, this is gonna sound horrible it's okay good. <laughs> he reassures and says it's okay and i'm like yes <laughs> i think I think my innocence is what had to end for me to end oh. up where I am today. Gotcha. Okay. Oh. Do you want to deep dive into that? Yeah. You want to elaborate? Yeah. Okay. Let's confess yeah, yeah, that's... To, to strangers. Um, to strangers. Hey, hey, uh, you guys are friends. It's the rest of the internet people. Um, <laughs> I was on track to be a medical doctor and I mm. got assaulted uh, in college and tanked my grades and you know was worried about the MCAT and just kind of bombed everything and at that point oh, yes. was like I don't know what else to do with my life took GRE crushed it applied to one medical school for a PhD program got in and like wow here's where I am today so yeah it was traumatic but like right yeah you're joking with you guys on the internet so like yeah I don't know so like um, now we're getting to the trauma section of the that's yeah. good. Like you took well, something negative and turned it into an yeah. incredible positive in life. Can I can I ask you how I don't know if you think of it this way, but how long it took you to go to be that healthy about it, to, to talk in a healthy you way know? about it? Like within like the last <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant I was like, Jesus Christ, is it my fault? No, like, no, like, I'd say probably once I got to the professor position too, it's just oh, like cool. like getting my PhD in it and then getting to this point and it's like I'm the director of a research lab at a medical school and it's like like I this wouldn't have happened if you know and i have right. fantastic students and I, I love teaching and i love what i do and it's like i never would have like this is never what i thought that i would be doing sure and i love what i'm doing and like i mean i would not wish that on anybody but at the same time you know right. where i ended up like i made the best of it and like yeah you know i think it's pretty awesome it is and it's part of like a and i feel like it's we're definitely gonna have to have you back on to talk about <laughs> this kind of stuff just because um, I'm fascinated by resilience because I didn't realize that that is not a um, subject that people really understand. 
Um, and so we, we had a, a, a guy on Dr. Richard Firth, his name is, he wrote a book called The History of Human Emotions. And we started to get into like, that they just really don't understand what makes somebody resilient versus what makes somebody like, you know, what we see, you know, today with a lot of people who are like having trouble getting out of their thing. So that fascinates the hell out of me that you were able to, you know, turn well, that I've, around. And... I've gone down a rabbit hole in genetics with resiliency. So we should absolutely. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh my God. All right. And so I like was curious about the genetics yes. of like first responders tend to stay in the same family and they tend to handle that kind of environment well. And there are some theories that there might be some genetics that predispose people to be able to tolerate that more. Holy shit. That is So crazy that's like my, my side rabbit hole that I'm like obsessed with and other podcasts I've kind of talked about that. So I'll have to send you the links to check it out. But. Oh, that's yeah, please. super interesting because I yeah. have this conversation all the time. I'm like, I'm not built. I have a lot of friends that are cops and yeah. firemen and this and that. I'm like, I'm not built for that. I don't. Mm. I'm at a party. Every time I work, people are celebrating life. I could not handle going to like negative. Well, it's automatic and, for those people. Like if you think about firefighters, like our inherent human behavior is survival. Yeah. You know, and we want to run away from fire. And yet there are those people that they see it and without even thinking, they're turning around and taking their body directly to danger. Right. So there's this whole theory called the altruism hypothesis with the development. So there's like some cool, I, it's a fun rabbit hole I like. So, oh, yeah. That's yeah. cool. So the next, so the next time, if we have you back on, we're going to have you back on for the MS thing definitely this year. But I want to have you back on again and we'll do like a part two and we'll just talk about that kind of stuff too. Cause that's, yeah. um, cause you're, I forgot that it, I'm, didn't mean to forget no, about it, but I remember you told me your your dad was a cop. My stepdad was uh, for 25 years, same thing, and he was in Vietnam. So we have a bunch of stories where he was like, you know, uh, going back and stuff. And I know he risked his own life a bunch of times, like diving into the, you know, to save somebody. And it's it's crazy. Like it's they don't even think about it. They do it. And it's like, yep. I, I, I like knowing how those people tick. So. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, oh man, no, I can't wait. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Now, no, 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 but it's great. And I'm <laughs> I like, yeah, I like the I like the part two part. Um, last question is uh if this is a genuine dystopia, uh aliens or zombies or a comet heading toward Earth, whatever your preference is for the end of the world scenario where it's everyone's last day, what's your epic death? How are you going out? Saving someone. Oh, that is how great answer. How like I my life won't have meaning unless I've given it for others. So love it. Yeah. That's great. That's a good That's a perfect answer. answer. We should have faded to black right on that. Yeah. <laughs> Saving someone. Well, I could do that. I could edit it that way. So it doesn't look like I'm fucking talking over going, <laughs> How dare you, ma'am? Please. <laughs> Can you get a curtain? <laughs> Forky pig just comes up. Um oh, oh yes, you. please. Yeah, I post a lot of memes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Haley's my student. Oh, hey, no way. Hi, Haley. She's awesome. She is doing super cool projects. She is looking at traumatic brain injuries in race car drivers. And with not crashes, oh just the speed of like going. It's cool. She's oh, got a really cool yeah. project. So. That's very cool. I didn't even think about that, actually, the speed of going around it's and the stuff force, like that. The G-force around it. And yeah. Yeah. Long term. Yeah. So we'll talk about that oh, with God. resiliency, too. I speed all the time. I wonder if I've damaged the people that I'm with <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> physically. Aw. She's amazing. She's a That's very so sweet. Good, so. This is awesome. Um, uh, dude, I'm so glad we got to talk. And I, it's crazy because it is the first, like, we've only texted back and forth like a bunch and shit like that through the whole thing. So it's nice to finally get to talk to you. Am I freezing for no reason right yeah. now? Also, you <laughs> have like this, like, color every once in a while. You'll move and it's like there's color. Max Headroom, right? Like, like, yeah. uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, It doesn't man. even exist. That's what literally you've never spent seen. money to get a, a better thing and it's turned out to be worse. Story it's of my life. Than, like this. I'm just in my dining room. <laughs> I would love it if that was a fake background and you that was what you chose. We're like, no, it looks good. I would like to look normal. 
it, it would be great if he turned off the green screen and she just glacial magic. <laughs> Dexter's laboratory. Oh man, yeah. such a good show. Back to the psychopathy. What if it was just poop samples? <laughs> just kidding. Everywhere. It's just jars behind you. <laughs> <laughs> next time next oh time. god uh thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it i love talking to you you are welcome love talking to you guys see this was fantastic i will talk to you guys soon have a great rest of your night do i leave? like am i supposed to click leave or do i, I got just... you don't worry yeah, yeah he'll hang, out. Out. hang out for the green room because we're gonna sign out in a second okay cool. right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so bye, much bye. 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 Bye.